0: Greetings, nature lovers. This is Adele Stewart and you are tuned to Nature's Edge. I wish you guys could uh, be in the studio with me and and have to put up with what I have to put up with on a almost daily basis here with uh, with my uh, my friend Leslie, who is a producer and also a pain in the behind. Anyway, <laughs> having said that, today uh, we got a we got a neat show today. A, a friend of mine. Uh, Cindy Quay is with us today and and Cindy is a, a traditional herbalist uh, and a, a descendant from the Manami uh, nation in wisconsin uh, and the Manami are also known as the wild rice people. Uh, she is a respected Native American traditions and and uh, and works with the, the plant nation most of her life and uh, she teaches uh, about nature. She teaches about uh, and does hands-on demonstration with people um, about plants and their, their healing powers, both to the mind and the body. And uh, she's taught many groups. And Cindy, welcome to Nature's Edge, my friend.
1: Thank you, Dale.
0: Tell me about the Manawi people.
1: Um, Manami. Menominee uh, Nation is located in Upper Wisconsin. Our reservation is in Kishina, Wisconsin, which is about 45 minutes northwest of Green Bay. So you know I'm a cheesehead.
0: Oh, that's too right.
1: sad. <laughs> <coughs> um, and we um, have always owned our land. We were never relocated. We did lose a lot of our land. Um, we were the first tribe to be terminated by the federal mm-hmm. government, because they felt that we were wealthy enough to um, be on our own. During that process, we lost a lot of our land. We were the we are the peaceful nation: um, the farmers, the loggers, the wild rice people, and the medicine people. And so we brought in other nations for to be our warriors: the Oneida, and um, and Upper Wisconsin, the Chippewas. My people. Um, Really, I'm really, really fond of my people and the knowledge that I've received from them, cousins, aunties, grandpas, uh, friends, and I can't say that um, I'd be who I am today without that loving bond that I have with them. So that's a little bit about um, the Menominee Nation um,
0: Tell me a little bit, before, before we went on the air, you were telling me, Cindy, about Quay, your name. Yes. And how you got that.
1: Yeah, I was at a powwow in Upper Michigan um, many, many moons ago, and um, the medicine man who had come down from St. Sue Marie, uh, his name is Kishko, and he was doing teaching lodges and giving names, and... Uh, I wasn't. Uh, I didn't go give tobacco to get a new name, but uh, he saw it that I had a new name, and with the traditional ways of tobacco being given by the grandpas, he gifted me my name, which is Washke Benishi Kwe, and that means Bluebird Woman. A name is not given just so you can go run off and say you have a native name. It's taken very seriously. And I was told I had to find uh, the middle of what Bluebird Medicine brings, because it can either be great joy or great sadness. So it has been a journey to uh, embrace that medicine name in all encompasses of what it means. So hence, my last name is Quay. I am woman.
0: I am woman. That's... that's Amazing and sad at the same time, and and, uh, <laughs> and and those of you that know me know what I'm talking about. But anyway, uh, Cindy, you are well known uh, uh, both within your nation and and uh, around uh, for working with medicine people and, and your plant knowledge and and uh, and and you believe that importance uh, of that knowledge to the oral traditions, not only of 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 your tribe and your people, but but all people, correct?
1: Absolutely.
0: And uh, and and you continue to this day, not only with uh, with with your medicine ways, but also in in uh, teaching others uh, about nature and what nature has to offer in the way of of uh, healing properties.
1: Um, yeah, absolutely. We have to embrace where we're at in this world today, and the changes that are needed for our next seven generations. Uh, that includes our environment. Um, I'm really passionate about our environment. And that includes everything from you know, Mother Earth to uh, our winged ones, the birds, to the trees, to everything. And the main piece is, is that we're handing this to um, our children and our grandchildren and great-grandchildren and so forth. And so by teaching others about the medicines um, it, it allows, in the native way, to have them connect on a spiritual level to understand it's alive. And uh, in that sense, gives them a sense of purpose of taking care of what's in front of them and learning those medicin- medicinal ways, um, whether you're white, yellow, red, you know, even purple. It doesn't matter. Um, we're all one. And that is the teachings that I bring when I teach on that level. Uh, It's not um, a book, um, educational, Latin names, and so forth. It's the true connection you have from your spirit to the spirit of that plant or that tree.
0: Well, you know, our health is is really tied up in a big circle. Um, You know, we we look at, at... how we feel and how we are but but that that is tied directly to our environment to what's going on in the environment to what's going on with our with the animals uh uh and the and the plants and the species yes. we we really are all connected and that's one thing that I've I've truly learned uh, over the time that I've spent uh um, as you know Cindy I've I've lived with indigenous people all over the world and and that that is something that I see going uh going through all of their cultures. And the other thing that I see going through their cultures is, and, and uh, I'm going to make the assumption that the uh, Monami people are doing this as well, is passing on those traditions to the young and, and how important that is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was raised in the 60s where gardening and foraging was essential to your well-being. And it has become um, paramount within... Native nations and outside of the Native culture to bring that back and has been um, for quite some time. Uh, Thankfully a lot of people have adopted into the concept that we need to go back to nature, we need to go back to organic, we need to have a vibration with what is growing around us Um, and so that is um, the element of taking it forward what we learned what we knew in the 60s of eating and being well and foraging i mean there are so many people out there that are teaching others how to forage for mushrooms and how awesome is that yeah. i mean that's my grandmother did that she <clears throat> she she taught us all how to forage for mushrooms back in the 60s and here we are back and we've got really fine people teaching those skills
0: yeah, and and again, it, it is it is so important to pass on this knowledge to to generation after generation. And of course, I'm I'm a big believer that that you're also never too old, you know, to learn to learn uh, plant identification and, and 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 you know, in better health and and getting out into into uh, into nature. Um, you're listening to Dale Stewart with Nature's Edge, and we're going to take a little little break here, and we're going to be back and talk more to Cindy. Uh, Traditional herbalists, and and Cindy, when we come back, um, we're going to talk about natural medicine. What is it? How, you know, where, how can it help us? And and uh, and sort of what separates natural medicine from uh, from the more traditional prescription type medicine that we're all used to. This is Dale Stewart with Nature's Edge, and we shall return. Welcome back. This is Dale Stewart. We are on the air with Nature's Edge, and our special guest today is Cindy Quay, and Cindy is a traditional herbalist and a descendant from the uh, Monami uh, Nation in Wisconsin. And, and, Cindy, it was something I meant to ask you earlier, and I'll ask you now. How did you become a traditional herbalist? That's, in-
1: a, that's a good question, Dale. Um, I was notorious as a child, um, for digging up neighbors' plants, bulbs, roots, pulling berries, eating them, getting sick. I had a passion, a true wonderment of how that tasted, what it looked like. Was that a star? What color? How did it just feel in my hands? And it was recognized. And it took um, a while to be recognized by my grandfather and my parents, but that I definitely had a connection um, after many phone calls of neighbors calling my folks saying she's at it again um, to um, cultivate it within me. And that led to... uh, you know, having my own gardens, living in the, you know, being in the woods, being able to go out there, harvest what I want, have respect for uh, the flowers and the plants that the neighbors were growing, specialized and understanding that I didn't have freedom to them. And from there, it was uh, a given that the passion that I had. And so I I basically, by the support of my people and my my folks and others, um, it was cultivated over years. And then, of course, like I said, I was born in the '60s and raised during that time, so I was already being taught um, how how to go out and harvest and forage and and grow. And from that, it just continued. And today, I'm living what I was born to do, and that's working with the medicines.
0: And you've you've really taken it to uh to a level uh that, that's that's pretty amazing uh, to me you've you've developed a really a business around uh, uh developing these traditional medicines and and other things which we're going to talk about a little more but yes um <clears throat> let's just talk about what nature can offer to us uh you know we're coming into the flu season cold season sinuses uh you name it and and i know there's a lot of things growing out there uh that that can help our immune system help us uh once we do get sick and 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 everything else uh talk about that a little bit
1: sure well dale you know i'm a little under the weather right now um so it is definitely a sinus is going around in, at least in this area uh so i reach out right outside my door and i have this beautiful fir uh tree it's a big old spruce and I will go out there and trim the tips of the fir needles and make um, a lovely tea with it. It provides the vitamin C my body is absolutely needing, being I'm not out in the sun right now uh, due to the colder weather yeah. and my work environment. Uh, the other thing is um, elderberries and elderflowers uh, were harvested just recently, and I make a simple syrup with it, and I take that as well. We can also look at some of our maple trees, and in the south side, there is a a medicine that actually hangs from it, and it looks like a beard, and it's a lichen, and it's called usnea, or as other people know it as gray man's beard. The traditional way is to gather it after a storm blows. It will knock down limbs, and it's right on the limbs, or it'll blow it to the ground. And we gather it, and we make a tincture with it by placing um, a jar's worth of the, the gray man's beard or the uznia into a jar. And um, on a new moon, there's a reason for this, because we're looking for new medicine. And we cover it with a grain alcohol and water. And every day, we gently turn it once. And on the 28th days, at the 28th day, we uh, strain it. That medicine is our natural antibiotic. It can be used for colds, flus, lung infections, and I have seen it work really well on topical applications such as MRSA and and infections. So that is just a powerful medicine that's growing in our yards that we can go and gather and prepare. We can do it right now and prepare for November. The end of November, we're coming up on a new moon. So that's a really powerful natural antibiotic. And if I can just easily compare it to, you know, your Western meds, by taking antibiotics, you are removing your immune system, um, which is to build your immune system to fight infections. There are some that I'm not going to say I'm against Western medication because there are times where antibiotics are absolutely essential in in severe bacterial infections. But if you can just go out and prepare your own medicine and have that connection and to take it, which is real simple, you're just taking maybe uh, two teaspoons to three teaspoons a day at different intervals. You don't do it all at once to maintain your good health while, you're, while you um, definitely have flu-like symptoms or an internal inflection uh, and lung troubles is much simpler than going to the doctor.
0: Oh, it is. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump in here real quick and tell a story. I, I was, um, you know, been traveling all over the world and, and, uh, uh, and had seen uh, um, herbalist-type, uh, situations and medicines work with other indigenous people, but a number of years ago, I was uh, I was up in the Maya Mountains on the border between Guatemala and and Belize, and got quite sick with a fever and and stomach and wasn't sure what was going on, and uh, but I was able to get down to uh, to a Mayan village that I knew there and went in and and uh, a little lady there um, began to tell her my symptoms and what was going on and. She just kind of smiled on her face, and she turned to a young lady that was with her, who I found out later was sort of an apprentice to her, and told her some things. She, the young lady went off. She came back, uh, had some roots and some leaves and some other stuff that I don't know what it was. Anyway, they put it all together in some water and boiled it, and then she gave it to me to drink. And um, I was a little suspicious, but I also uh, was in no condition not to not to try it. It tasted terrible, Yeah, Uh, but I went to sleep, and and honestly, in about seven, eight hours when I woke up, I was absolutely 100% well. I mean, I had no fever, no stomach upset, never knew what was in it, never uh, 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 talked to the lady again other than just to thank her, uh, and went back on my way, but that that one incident really made me a strong believer in that there's something out there besides... uh, a prescription and going to the pharmacy uh, uh, when when you're out in the wild like that so it works
1: yes it really does it
0: it, it absolutely works and uh, um, and I think more and more I think uh, I've noticed in some of the scientific journals there, there seems to be uh, sending more research being done by the uh, traditional world of medicine if you will uh uh, to To really look at this and and to see um, sort of the mechanisms and I think what a lot of people don't understand is all of our medicine really comes from from the natural world I mean, yeah
1: absolutely look at the white willow oh, absolutely. Um, the aspirin white willow tree yeah absolutely absolutely except the white willow is the real medicine where aspirin is synthetic is as, as the synthetic yes. but
0: but it really came from there and yes. i've I've run into many people uh on my travels, who were biochemists, who were in the rainforest looking for that next that next big thing. You're listening to Nature's Edge with Dale Stewart. We're talking to Miss Cindy Quay, who is a traditional herbalist and and a member of the Menominee Nation. And we will be back after these words. <laughs> Welcome back to Nature's Edge. This is Dale Stewart. I'm not sure what's going on. Leslie's saying we're on the air. Then she's saying, wait, wait, wait. Then she's saying we're on the air. But I think we're on the air. Aren't we, Leslie? We are. She she is nodding her head. I'm sitting here talking to my friend uh, Cindy Quay. Uh, uh, Cindy's a traditional herbalist. And, uh, Cindy, we were talking a little bit earlier about our immune system. And this time of year is a, is a sort of an important time to... Uh, To build it up, and and, uh, uh, as I said, we we started some dialogue with it, but why don't you really talk to us a little more about how nature uh, uh, and the plants of nature and nature itself can can help our immune system?
1: Yeah. Uh, The first thing I want to talk about is um, let's talk about your liver, and this is the time in the fall where we need to think about cleansing our liver. The toxins of our environment itself – whether it 's the fast food or the chemicals and processed food or your work environment or any of the such, the liver is definitely um, what uh, holds all the toxins, and this deals with our immune system as well, obviously so um there's a, a burdock root is a real nice gentle liver sweep, and you can cook it as a food. but I highly suggest to look at um doing a nice gentle liver sweep before the cold winter sets in. I haven't done mine yet, and that's probably why I'm a little under the weather. Um, It grows in people's front yards, and they think it's invasive, and you can just pull out the root, and you can cook it like a root vegetable uh, stew or soup with a carrot, potato, onion, no seasonings, obviously, and just eat it. And it just gently sweeps out that liver and starts... uh, the process of building up your immune system.
0: And what's it called again?
1: Burdock root. Burdock um, root. You can purchase it in some of the local grocery stores. It's also known as gobo root. That's the Chinese name for it. Uh, But here it's native is burdock root. It's just a very simple thing to add to your diet right now before it gets too cold. So then that goes into um, adding adaptogens into your daily diet. And also, knowing uh, are you suffering from allergies? Those are two people think it could be that you have the flu, but it could be allergy related. So, I'll kind of sum this up real quick. Um, so, this is a time where, you know, we really need to start protecting our bodies. We're not in the sun. Vitamin D3 is the big one. If you're a vitamin person, that's the one you should be on. But there are some simple adaptogens that you can take daily. One is the elderberry. Uh, That's a nice one. Uh, Astragalus, ashwagandha, and those are actually Chinese herbs, but I really highly recommend them. Uh, uh, Turmeric, the yellow root that is used in Mideastern foods, also is a powerful adaptogen. And then we have echinacea. And I won't recommend Golden Seal because of uh, it being uh, a very rare wild plant, and um, we need to protect that one. So those are the ones that you can add into um, your daily teas or a tincture or a supplement to keep your immune system up. You also need to ad- deal with your adrenal system. So uh, you can add in some uh, ginseng uh, that you know is locally. Harvested and and prepared for you. Along, I'm I'm sorry, David. No, I was
0: I was just gonna. I, you've mentioned uh, uh, tinctures several yes. times uh, along. What what it really separates a tincture from a a, a tea or a yeah. more traditional? Yeah,
1: yeah. So a tincture um, extracts the most powerful medicine from the plant. Of course, it's alcohol based. There are some glycerite based and honey elixirs which extracts a little less of the plant medicine. It is more potent than a tea. It directly enters your bloodstream um, within a short you know, few seconds, where a tea is a drink and it, it goes to the stomach and it takes a little longer to get throughout your body. Um, those who are alcohol-sensitive can uh, use the tinctures and drop it into a small glass of one-ounce of warm water to dissipate the alcohol, and the alcohol is gone, but the medicine is still there.
0: Is our the al- alcohol like Jack Daniels or? No, no.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, it could be if you want to make a hot toddy. <laughs> but it would um, grain alcohol, and I go for like organic. You can buy organic vodka, or and there's also uh, organic grape, and and such to work with in tinctures. But
0: people should really. Learn from someone that knows how to make this. Uh, yeah, and than... you
1: know what the the web the web has a lot of, of really it, yeah. good information out there. So, um, it is good if if you're knowledgeable about that plant, and you understand the the medicinal properties, and does it interact with any of your medications you may currently yeah. be on? Then it's safe to say if you understand all those concepts. So go ahead and make that medicine.
0: Yeah, I I, I agree with that. It's it just, you know, I, I always caution people, particularly when they're learning about plants and things, because there are a lot of plants, as you well know, Cindy, that look a lot alike. Absolutely. One is very bad, even yes. poisonous to you, and one is very good and yeah. very healthy to you. So uh, I think it's important uh, that, you, that you physically... Or with someone that they say that 's the good plant that 's a bad plant rather than just looking at a, a at a picture of it, but as you said, once you have that basic plant knowledge right then you you can grow from there right,
1: and a good way to get that education for yourself is to go get um there 's a really good book out there it 's a field guide by Peterson and james duke, and it 's um, centered on each region, so it 's southeastern north, and go sit out in you know, the woods, yeah. go sit in your front yard, go look at your plants, look at the book, read it, understand it, does it look like it? And if you're unsure, ask someone who knows, Yeah. but connect. Well, you know,
0: I, I know we're very fortunate uh, uh, in the area that, that we live in here in Western North Carolina. There are a lot of people with a lot of good uh, knowledge Yes. that are willing to share it with you and that'll go on a little nature walk with you and say, that's what that is. And that's this thing. That one other thing I want to ask you, what about dosage? You know, in, in traditional medicine, whenever they give us a prescription written on the bottle, it'll say take two pills over four hours by mouth. Um, with with uh, herbalist medicine, I mean, people talk about, but I never know, do I do one drop or two drops or, or wh- how, how does that work?
1: Really, we need to look at our weight. Yeah. Um, that's really important. Um, and so uh, there's a scale on it. For the weight. Also, if you're working with a traditional herbalist, they should be able to tell you what dosage you need to be taking, how often, when when do you need to stop, or you know follow your own intuition. So that's kind of the big part. There's a general um, subsidized um, amount, like on my tinctures, I give a generalization of how often uh most parents will ask me if it's for a child you know how to um
0: do you need do to the dosage. it or just yeah, give it, yeah
1: yeah absolutely
0: the um uh, we've got a, about a minute here i, w- I was going to ask you uh, uh, another question which i've forgotten but anyway <laughs> uh it it would would have been a brilliant question um uh having to do with with what we're discussing here but uh let me ask you about the mind. You know, I'm a huge believer, and uh, I've been going uh, pretty crazy myself over a number of weeks now, and and, uh, it's time for me to get out into nature. But just the mental cleansing that I seem to get when I'm out there in nature alone, and it doesn't have to be out a long way away from people. It can just be in a local park. Uh, That's sort of part of that, that traditional healing as well, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. Take your shoes off, put your feet on Mother Earth, and connect. Absolutely. That's, I mean, that's where we come from. We are made up of Earth. I mean, and we need that reconnect.
0: I believe that you're listening to Nature's Edge. We've got to take a little break here. This is Dale Stewart. We'll be back and uh, with Cindy and and wrap this up here shortly. Hello. I love that song. Welcome back. This is Dale Stewart with Nature's Edge. We are talking to Miss Cindy Quay, a traditional herbalist, and uh, uh, she's been giving us a lot of great information here. And, and uh, Cindy, I did want to – there was something I wanted to ask you about uh, earlier, and I think this was one of the things I was going to ask you that I said I forgot. But um, holistic veterinarian, uh, I mean, the – the uh, um, a lot of holistic medicine works for our, uh, our beloved pets, doesn't it?
1: Absolutely. So I'm going to give you a little key on this one. If you can go into the farm tractor supply and purchase their antibiotics for yourself, mm-hmm. that kind of tells you that they vibrate to our natural medicine as well. Um, I highly recommend it if you have four-leggeds. Uh, cats are a little finicky. But um, I know that acupuncture uh, does work very well for them. They kind of like that more than the traditional medicines. But your dogs and horses work really well with the plants. And if you think about it, they're closest to the ground. You know, they they access they know um, a lot more than most of us humans of our nature. So they're really connected to the natural healing holistic um, veterinarian care is um, on my 100% do it list.
0: So it it is it's available out there. Absolutely. And, and, and I and I actually met a uh, a gentleman who was a practicing uh, DVM veterinarian out in Oklahoma, and I know he was uh, was integrating. He had married a uh, a Cherokee lady who was a traditional herbalist, and and it was amazing to watch them work together. And she had actually uh, influenced uh, him to start using some of that uh, uh, in his uh, in his practice, and and he's doing it very successfully. And uh, that's great. Yeah, and that I, is great. I, I had never really yeah. run into that and, and until uh, I got that, and and I asked him. Uh, he said, "Well, at first he tried it because his wife told him to, but then he said he <laughs> saw it. <laughs> it really worked, and 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 things were uh, were getting done there." Cindy, I know you brought me a, uh, a bag of stuff. Uh, I did. And um, what's in there? What would you bring me?
1: Well, besides being a traditional herbalist and working with the medicines, I also am an advocate uh, for um, making sure that you take care of your largest organ of your body, which is your skin, with organic skincare care um, products. Along with health care, I do both. So, um, Dale, I brought you in some of my elderberry syrup that I make with my niece and my granddaughter. They like to be part of being part of the traditional aspects of making the medicine together. And that's for your immune system. Tastes great. Uh, It's in our raw honey made here locally in Asheville, which I also support. Is our sustainable living and supporting our local businesses. Uh, keeping it in the United States. Yeah. I also brought, I make organic soap. I use certified organic oils. I do not use palm oil because of the um, destruction of our rainforests uh, and also the orangutans and elephants and the wild tigers. So uh, most of your soaps made are detergents and filled with palm oil, which is affecting uh, the whole global issue of our rainforests and our wildlife. That one is made with a local, um, out of Catawba County, uh, uh, pumpkin beer. Um, I like beer. Yeah, it just, it provides really great lather and cleansing for the body, so men really like it. Uh, They're not, it's great for the hair, too, um, to use, so um, enjoy that one. I will. I brought some of my tinctures along. Uh, mullen root, mullen grows everywhere, as everyone knows, and I could go on and on. With that we need another talk show for that yeah, one, but that's real good for a sciatic pain nerve, um, and uh, I harvest it in a traditional way. Yeah, this, other,
0: this works just for muscles yeah. soreness in general, doesn't it? Cause I, I, I've yeah,
1: absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And then our uznia that I talked about earlier, that um, is made, and it comes right out of my own my own homestead. I collect along with my granddaughter, who enjoys bringing it in for me. So um, that one's your natural antibiotic, and you can travel with that one, and you have an uh, external, uh, you know, something happens, and you need an anti- a natural antibiotic. There it is. Well,
0: I need travel medicine.
1: And here's your burdock root we talked about earlier, too. Yeah? Yep. Yep and the directions are on it, and it's an adult direction, and it's the basic, you know, I I look at an average person being anywhere from 120 to 170 pounds, so um, that's usually the general range. I also make organic lotions, and I'm really careful with my preservative. I use an actual old method, and it's a radish root fermentation process. I've taken the Chinese, uh, which... I have a lot of the same teachings and medicines that we do in the native ways. I've worked with an acupuncturist and found we have a lot in common. So um, I'm, I'm just really strict on certain things uh, with product making. And then I brought probably the most famous right now is my Arnica Montana salves. Um, I uh, infuse herbs into olive oil, and um, I do a trade every year for um, bear fat that comes right out of Burnsville, North Carolina, and that's part of the process, too, and that's traditional, uh, the bear fat, using it on the skin for arthritis and rheumatism. So one of the arnicas is uh, a heat. I have the heat in it, so it warms up a cold constitute, and the other one is non-scented, but that's great for uh, arthritis, rheumatism, aches, pains, spasms, broken bones, once the skin's healed, and so forth. And you can use this on your, uh, the non-scented on your dogs as well. They really like it. Um, And then I brought a Five Thieves Aromatherapy Spray. Mm. There's a good story behind um, the thieves, and I don't have time to tell that story. Uh, But it's used as um, your antibacterial aromatherapy um, it can be used to spray down surfaces, to spraying yourself and protecting yourself, such as going into the grocery store during uh, the cold and flu season, and some extra soaps that you can share with your wife and your lovely producer. Uh-huh. Um, and the balm. Um, so I have a wide variety um, that I make. Um, I um, I hire. Military wives to work for me, those that are stationed away that need work. Uh, I think about that and, you know.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Cindy, let me, how, how can people learn more information about, uh, about the products? I know you have a, uh, you have a website. Is yes. Is that the, the best way? And, and uh, tell people uh, how they can communicate with you.
1: Sure. You can just go on and do a search for Cindy's Sacred Garden dot com and um my i'll I'll spell it out it's c-i-n-d-i-s-s-g-a-r-d-e-n dot com you can find me on facebook as cindy sacred garden as well and i have a great interactive page come join me i do a lot of teaching on there
0: she does uh and and you will learn a lot uh this lady has a wealth of knowledge and and great products and and uh Cindy, I really appreciate the products you brought me because I can use all of those. Yes, uh, I thought of you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, my my body is about shot. Uh, and uh, so all of these things are great great for me. And uh, and the soap, absolutely, uh, I will use. This is uh, Nature's Edward Dale Stewart. We have had a great discussion today with Cindy Quay. Cindy is a traditional her- herbalist and a descendant of the... Uh, Monami uh, Nation in uh, Wisconsin. Hey, Cindy, real quick, how many, how many Manami are there now? Do you know? Oh, I, mm-hmm.
1: I don't. I don't have that population number. But I go home every year. Yeah. I have family. Um, and, they, and,
0: they're, and they're still oh, yeah. sort of in their, where they've always been?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: I, I know you said they didn't, didn't really move or, or transfer well, we anything. D-
1: we did kind of move down from Upper Michigan and, and settled into that perfect area for our there, needs. But it now. was still our land at that yeah. time.
0: You've been listening to Nature's Edge with Dale Stewart. And until next time, Cindy, thank you. Leslie, thank you for whatever it is you do. And I will see you in the wild.